It is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023, and welcome to episode 197 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jessica Jones, Deputy Executive Director at NSI, and once again, I'm joined by some special guests, Morgan Vigna, NSI Fellow and former Chief of Staff to the U.S. Ambassador to the U.N., and Andy Kaiser, an SI senior fellow and former senior advisor to the House Intel Committee. Today, we're talking about a story that brings our attention to our neighbors to the north. Starting uh, in the middle of last month, there have been a number of news stories based on leaked reports from Canadian intel sources detailing alleged attempts by China to interfere in the last two federal Canadian elections. The leaked reports describe plans by the CCP and its diplomats in Canada to ensure that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party took power in the last two elections. The goal, according to the stories, was to prevent a win by the Conservative Party, which China views as taking a harder line against the CCP. Trudeau has previously said that Canada has long been aware of meddling attempts by China, as well as efforts by Iran and Russia. But when this latest intel report was leaked, he remained pretty quiet. However, in the face of intense political pressure, he has since established an independent special rapporteur to probe uh, Chinese interference. This rapporteur can make recommendations, um, which could include a formal inquiry or some other independent review process. But to date, Trudeau has refused calls to launch a public inquiry into the issue, which has angered his political opponents. The news reports do not present any evidence that the Chinese carried out their plans or that these plans impacted any electoral outcomes. Even so, the the leaks pose a political risk for Trudeau of appearing weak in the face of potential Chinese aggression and potentially indecisive as a leader acting to preserve election integrity. China has denied any election interference, calling the claims purely baseless and defamatory. These news stories do come, though, after come out after recent developments in Canada, emphasizing a tougher stance on China. Uh, Canada kicked out Chinese companies from its critical mining sector, publicly called China a global disruptive force, and recently banned TikTok, a favorite topic here at Vault Lines, from all government-issued devices at the end of February. So my first question, this headline is all about Canada. So, you know, why should Americans care what's going up north? You know, is this story important? Andy, how about you? What do you think? I think it is it is important, but perhaps not completely surprising. Um, the you know any time a major global power interferes in the election of another that is significant, it does tell us uh, that China has clearly made a strategic decision to be more overt and aggressive in their intelligence operations, including election interference. Um, so that that is concerning. Obviously, Canada is important part of the Five Eyes intelligence sharing partnership. So it's something we should care about. Um, They're clearly taking a a page from Vladimir Putin's playbook um, in in seeking to have more favorable outcomes, to seek discord, to seek internal strife. Obviously, their view, just like Russia's, is if Western democracies are fighting internally, they become bogged down. They're not able to to project power into their spheres of influence. So um, concerning, but not surprising. And like Morgan, do you do you think that we are seeing a hardening in Canada's you know policies with China? Like you know, sort of. Let's put it this way: I, I think Andy and I continue to agree with each other. You know, when we when we think about um, the significance of this, it's sort of like what elections don't China and Russia actually meddle in. You know, the, this is a news story, but it, it really shouldn't surprise anyone. Election meddling by our adversaries happens all the time. And uh, just as the United States is taking measures to protect itself against election interference, you know, other countries need to do the same. This story really highlights that. I think with, with Trudeau in particular, you know, he, he clearly hasn't managed this PR side of the House very well. You know, that's on him, though. And, you know, just recently we had Canada asking for U.S. help. 
uh, shooting down balloons over their airspace. I mean, do, you know, we have this story, we have the balloon. Do we think Canada's going to become more active in securing its own national security interests? So I think the, the Canadians uh, enjoy a benefit of having the world's uh, premier global superpowers directly to their north, so they're able to uh, uh, take some advantage of that. They do have, uh, you know, important capacity in things like special operations. They were a very important partner in Afghanistan, for example, but they do have limited capacity, um, as we see from this, this latest action, where uh, they do have to raise their hand and ask for help for their neighbors to the south. You know, I think, you know, I saw the news stories about um, Canadians being um, having their feelings hurt that Canada wasn't invited to, to join AUKUS, even though it's a Pacific country. And I, mean, I think, don't get me wrong, you know, there's a lot for the United States to, to partner with Canada on, but looking at Canada's military is, is very small and their needs are actually very different than ours. Um, I think when you look at AUKUS in particular, you know, the core of this is a nuclear submarine deal and it's just not a space that Canada's playing in. Um, so if, you know, for example, August War to expand to other areas that there could be room to play down the road, but just not right now. And Biden's in Canada uh, this week meeting with Prime Minister Trudeau. You know, Andy, what do you think will be on the top of their agenda? What are they talking about? Yeah, I think probably the, the war in Ukraine, first and foremost, probably uh, discussing uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, jaunt over to, to Beijing. Um, but I suspect uh, China will be a topic as well. Uh, we mentioned the TikTok decision. I mean, Canada sometimes takes a little longer uh, than we'd like to get to the right place on these decisions. But, but whether it was Huawei or TikTok or the rare earths you mentioned earlier, Jess, uh, Canada eventually does get to the right right place. Uh, they don't want to be bullied or coerced uh, to get there. Uh, so it's a it's a critically important relationship. We have, uh, you know, I think the world's largest uh, uh, trade borders uh, between between the two. And so this is a, an incredibly important partnership, not just for us, but for the rest of the world, whether it's on the security side or the economic side. It's, it's important to highlight that the United States and Canada have worked together before to combat, you know, Chinese um, malign activity. Um, you know, Andy mentioned Huawei, and in, in 2018, I think Canada arrested Huawei CFO um, on behalf of the United States because we wanted to extradite her on charges of bank fraud. In retaliation, uh, China actually arrested two Canadians on spying charges. I'll note that though they were later released, but only after uh, Biden's Justice Department dropped the charges against the Huawei CFO. Um, so I think the point here, though, is that the United States and Canada have partnered to push back on China. Um, so hopefully we'll continue to see that partnership. And then one last question that might be, you know, prediction for the future this story is about election interference. We have an election coming up next year, a big one. Um, and we're seeing you know, the Chinese government is sponsoring information operations, operations discrediting democracy and due process here in the U.S. Do we, you know, we we focus on Russia as the bad state actor when it comes to election interference here in the U.S. Um, what do we see? That, uh, do we think there'll be an uptick in Chinese activity next year in the next election? Um, do you think they're, they're going to stay quiet a little bit longer? What do you guys think? I think we should expect uh, an increase in activity over time. Uh, the Chinese military and intelligence services have incredible capacity, capability, resources. Um, they have a huge amount of personnel dedicated to these issues and only only growing over time. So I feel like it's a it's a knob. The the, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, 
could crank up uh, whenever they wish. The good news on our front is uh, also as time goes on, we, we do become better at, at defending, defending forward uh, is, a, is a hot topic, but um, certainly we will not be surprised when that activity uh, uh, comes. And I feel uh, we'll be better positioned certainly than we were uh, in 2016 and, and more than we were in, in, uh, in 2020. Well, that's that's optimistic. With that, that's a wrap. Uh, thanks to Brooke Agacon and Rachel Domino from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Friday for another great episode of Fault Lines, our podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debates shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.